Hey Superstar, welcome back to Healthy Happy ADHD Girls, the podcast. I'm so happy to have you here and we're on our fourth episode, so I am buzzing about that. We are moving forward, we are getting it done. Today we're going to talk about dopamine eating, dopamine snacking, my sensory snack bowl as I call it. And I don't know about you, but I tend to snack a lot for stimulation and that's common in people with ADHD. I call it ADHD dopamine snacking and it usually happens at night. We eat in search of stimulation. We're looking for a reward, a quick high. You could call it boredom eating, dopamine eating, maybe even comfort eating to an extent. Um, But what about binge eating? I often think that we use the words binge eating out of context sometimes. Um, that's why I always try to use the words comfort eating or dopamine eating when explaining the weight gain that I had in 2020 as it wasn't binge eating. A binge eating disorder is different. With binge eating disorder, it's usually done in secret. Binge eating is usually done to gain a sense of control. There's feelings of shame and guilt around the eating. There's feelings of disgust. There's no hunger there. Um, and it's done usually alone and in secret. Now, having like an extra bowl of ice cream when you're stressed or having some extra snacks doesn't mean that you have a binge eating disorder but if someone consistently finds themselves eating large amounts of food in short windows of time maybe over an hour or two in secret and those episodes are causing shame regret sadness guilt disgust and it's affecting their life and their health then it may be binge eating disorder. Um, And this could be a large amount of food within an hour or two, more than a few times a week for for many months. It it really depends on the person. Now, there's no no specific research into how common binge eating disorder is in women with ADHD. There's not enough research in women with ADHD full stop, surprise, surprise. Yet, so far, I do believe it's coming. In one study, females with ADHD were 3.6 times more likely to have an eating disorder than the females without ADHD. So ADHD females were 3.6 times more likely to have an eating disorder than those without ADHD, which is really scary. Binging is often a response to emotional pain. It's a place to gain control, deal with uncomfortable emotions, feelings, and trauma. And again, women and men of all ages, shapes and sizes from all different types of backgrounds deal with this, but more so women with ADHD and binge eating disorder and bulimia are the most common. Um, Bulimia includes purging behaviors to undo the binge, maybe even prevent weight gain. Like for example, someone forcing themselves to get sick after a binge or using laxatives, medications, or like excessive exercise to, and I'm using air quotes here, to undo the binge. So it's not, it's not limited to vomiting alone. Now this is not an episode on that topic. I just wanted to touch on that because a lot of times we put binge eating and comfort eating and dopamine eating into the same bucket and there's gray areas. There's, you know, it's not all the same thing. There's gray areas and of course everyone is different. So I wanted to touch on that, but this is not an episode on that topic. If you think you are dealing with a binge eating disorder or any other eating disorder, or you just know that something is not right and food and calories is consistently dominating your life, please know that help is available. But seek out a professional in eating disorders that is also ADHD informed and trained. 
Otherwise, you might be left feeling unseen, unheard, misunderstood. It's important that anyone screening for an eating disorder also screens to see if the patient has ADHD. Because as I mentioned, one study showed females with ADHD were 3.6 times more likely to have any other or any eating disorder than girls without ADHD. And to be completely honest, I think if I had seen a doctor back in my mid-teens, late teens, oh my god, maybe even younger than that, to, to my early 20s, before my health and fitness career, I might have been diagnosed with an eating disorder. Like I can see in hindsight how there was a lot there, but of course there was no there was no label on it at the time. And I was doing it in secret. I was too embarrassed to eat in front of people. <laughs> that was a big one for a long time. I felt like people were watching me when I was eating. But I also used to hide food, hide food wrappers. Like I would buy a whole cake and eat it and hide the evidence or like eat half of it and throw the rest in the bin. Um, one time I actually went back to the bin to get more um the next day like I knew it was still there at the top of the bin um nobody knew that I was doing this after meals I would take laxatives sometimes pills caffeine pills excessive exercise um and if I was diagnosed with ADHD back then like when I was that age I probably would have used medication in a destructive way to ruin my appetite if that was given to me back then, because that's the headspace that I was in. And I'm not sure when all of that stopped um, around food, but I do remember like a period of time when I met my partner, my partner that I'm with, um, being in his apartment back then. And his cousin was there and we <laughs> were both starving off at the gym and he made us food. And we were having like rice and mince out of a bowl like we were eating it with like a spoon we had spoons and his cousin pointed out that like we were eating the same way out of the bowl and it was funny because we were both like literally eating the exact same and we were laughing about it because it's like we had this we didn't even notice that we had the same kind of mannerisms while we were eating and um it sticks out to me because I remember like now I felt so safe like I you know early the first few months when you're seeing someone like I fancied him so much and I obviously I wanted him to fancy me too and I wanted him to find me attractive um and so early in the relationship when you're so aware of the other person and impressing them uh at that age like because I was in my earlier 20s but he was laughing with me he wasn't judging or repulsed by me or anything in hindsight looking back at this I can see how that was really healing um, and maybe that led to me healing some part in myself that I didn't even realize at the time needed to be healed at all because so much healing comes by being in safe spaces. But anyway, back to the point of dopamine snagging and sensory snag bowls. Um, I find with a lot of people, they think if they're on a health and wellness journey, trying to get healthier or fitter or lose some weight that they need to cut out all of their favorite foods and be really restrictive or like count all the calories or and it's just not, it doesn't have to be like that at all. Instead of fighting this urge to snack for simulation, so if you're someone with ADHD and you have this urge to like find stimulation more and snacking is often part of that. So instead of fighting this urge to snack for simulation and then feeling bad every time you snack because you feel like you failed, just create space for the snacking. Create space for it. When you create space for something and you have your own boundaries around it that feel good to you, 
you'll be less likely to obsess over it, crave it and go crazy over it. There's been so many times in my life where I cut out chocolate, for example, and literally felt like I was going crazy because all I could think about was chocolate. And especially someone with ADHD, like we can really focus on that one thing that just takes over our entire minds. So creating space for something can help us almost close that loop so that we can spend our brain power thinking about more important things in life. So if you're on the path to becoming a healthier and happier person with ADHD, and I'm sure you are because you're listening to a podcast named Healthy Happy ADHD, it's really important to know that you don't have to cut out those foods to feel healthier or to lose weight. And you don't have to fight the chocolate cravings. It doesn't last. You're not going to be healthy and happy if you forever for the rest of your life aren't allowed a certain food or you feel like someone's telling you you're not allowed a certain food or you're berating yourself every time you have that food. So create space for it. A sensory snack bowl is my go-to snack. At the end of the day after dinner, there's nothing more that I enjoy. That Well, there's a lot of things that I enjoy, but I really enjoy sitting down the end of the day my favorite show line of duty is one of my all-time favorites i just like watch that on repeat i think there's seven or eight seasons and i can't even tell you how many times we have watched that but i'm just in awe every time it's like i completely forget what happens next and i get so excited it's my safe show but anyway sitting down to my favorite show with my fake candles on because i can't cope with the smell of most real candles if you have any recommendations please let me know because a lot of them are just too strong for me um but with that and a cup of herbal tea and my sensory snack bowl what is a sensory snack bowl lisa a sensory snack bowl is basically an elevated snack bowl for people with adhd it's a bowl with a mix of different sensory textures and tastes so think salty sweet savory crunchy cold hot all at once like in the same bowl which is really stimulating to the mouth. Noticing the sensations of, you know, all the different textures, the different tastes, flavors is really calming, brings you back into your body. It's grounding and it's enjoyable. Instead of just eating like a big bag of crisps or potato chips, whatever you call them, wherever you are, and just like mindlessly eating them because the entire bag, it just all tastes the same. And like a few minutes could pass or 15 minutes could pass and the bag's gone. It just felt, everything's just tasted the same. You could eat a, a big bag really fast. A sensory snack bowl is like foods that you can fidget with that keep your hands moving. So different things in the bowl. And it's really self-soothing. So even if you think of something like, I don't know, like grapes, where you you might not, but you probably eat the skin off first before you eat the grape. <laughs> or nibbling the chocolate around the outside of a bar before eating the middle of the bar. Like if you're if you're often playing with foods in that way, like fidget foods, even sucking a drink through a straw can actually be really calming as well. But I am in my healthy, happy ADHD girl season, so I want to make healthier choices. I don't want to restrict myself or colored foods, as I said foods that I enjoy why do I want to like kick them out of my life completely but I also don't want to eat a massive portion of crap and feel sluggish the next day every day forever 
and, you know, have breakouts and struggle with digestion and have lower energy. I don't want that. So like snacking is the enemy. I just have to snack smarter. And as I mentioned with the crisps, potato chips, I need a whole box of Maltesers to satisfy me the same way a small sensory snack, small, I can't even say it. sensory small sensory snack bowl like this does because again the Maltesers like the big box Maltesers it's all just like the one flavor the one texture it's the same thing over and over and over and it's really easy to eat that mindlessly but also the Maltesers cause my skin to break out I've got problems there's no health benefits you know like now and again of course I love Maltesers personally do love Maltesers especially the popcorn but like every night Probably not. Like a box of that every day, probably not. And those little tiny treat size bags, that just not, does not do it for me. I don't like who on earth eats one of those. That is just not happening with me. Maybe people without ADHD are able to eat one of those and move on with their day, but not me. I need my sensory snack bowl. I need, it needs to be a whole experience. It needs to be a whole thing. So the idea of the sensory snack bowl is to include the different textures, yes, but also add some protein, fiber, and healthy fats. Now, just a little bit. You're not going to add a big mound of protein powder to this you're you're gonna add a little bit like usually some nuts and seeds are easy for me as it gives a mix of fiber healthy fats and protein um and they're still enjoyable because they're crunchy and they're easy to mix with other foods that I enjoy like chocolate ice cream and, and the likes of that but um a mix of those three fiber healthy fats and protein also helps balance blood sugar which is really important if you want to reduce cravings and be healthier So an example of a sensory snack bowl is usually ice cream. I mean, ice cream, maybe 50-50, not all the time, but 50-50, it really depends. Especially when I'm in my luteal phase, though, I'm craving it more. But ice cream has that sweet and cold feeling. So it's sweet and it's cold. And I'm currently really loving um, this brand called Little Moons. They do is it moochie or mochi? I learned how to pronounce this property yesterday and it's already gone from my mind. But two moochies or mochies and they, they have this limited edition flavor in popcorn and it's just unbelievable. It's so good. I love it. So that and then always popcorn. Popcorn is like in my sensory snack bowl pretty much 95% of the time. I use a brand called Proper Corn and again I have that salty but also crunchy um, taste and texture and popcorn adds great volume to the snack bowl so like it makes it last longer and a couple of squares off good quality dark chocolate you have the hard texture it's sweet but it also has health benefits and it hits the spot you need some chocolate in there I love Tony's chocolate they have a range of different flavors and then I usually use lint the dark mint the dark chocolate with mint or sea salt. I enjoy that as well. And then I'll add some nuts or like almonds, Brazil nuts, whatever is to hand in the wee jar that I keep on my kitchen counter so I can always see it. Or maybe a dash of chia seeds if it's um, ice cream that I'm having. Uh, Again, healthy fats, fiber, lots of health benefits and helps balance out that blood sugar. So it's not just a pure sugar roller coaster causing more health problems. And I'll throw in sometimes some fresh berries, blueberries usually, great for ADHD, or sliced apple. I'm going to keep the skin on the apple. Keep the skin on the apple. You're getting the fiber there. It's also going to help balance your blood sugar. It's great for your gut, great for the body. So keep that on. And then usually I'll put like silent cinnamon on top. Cinnamon on top smells so good. And it's great again for balancing blood sugar. You can tell there's a theme going on here. Um, 
but it has health benefits as well. And then that beautiful, like almost woody, spicy, wintry smell is so calming and grounding to me. And then it has the health benefits. And then I'll have a hot herbal tea. I have so many herbal teas in the cupboards. Um, Usually at night I'll have a chamomile tea, but I have multiple cups of tea at night. So usually I'll have that. Chamomile is a natural sedative, you could say. So it's great for before bed. I have nettle tea, lemon balm tea, dandelion tea, all the different types of teas. There's loads in there. I can't even think. And then usually as well, I'll have a glass of icy sparkling water with a squeeze of lemon or lime or something like that. And like this might sound like a lot, like a whole thing, but it's just so enjoyable for me. And I enjoy putting it together. I enjoy making it. I enjoy sitting down with it. I enjoy eating it. It's like a whole experience. It's a whole experience for me. And it completely beats 100% of the time beats just mindlessly eating out of a big bag of crisps or a big box of Maltesers. I end up feeling crap after that. And I find myself mindlessly eating that more. But the sensory snack bowl, I notice what I'm eating. Like I'm using my hands more. There's different textures. It's just an experience. So the mix of these foods together is so satisfying. And it also helps me make healthier choices during the day because I'm not restricting myself in a massive way or, you know, cutting out certain foods or food groups. And so because of that, I'm not walking around every day feeling restricted or looking in a bakery window going, oh, I can't have that. I'm not allowed chocolate. Like my body is just in balance. It's in sync. Um, I, I just, I don't fight away cravings. Now, obviously, if you find yourself having ridiculous cravings like that are lasting you know you have them all day you have them all all night you it's affecting your day-to-day life like you're always it, like if some, it feels like something's not right then that's definitely something to look into but I'm talking here about normal like day-to-day cravings I'm not fighting that and beating myself up because I know I can have something if I want it I can have it if I want it and I've been able to drop the excess weight the 34 pounds of excess weight that I gained in 2020 from all the extra eating that I was doing, mindless eating that I was doing before I really got on, before I was doing like all my healthy habits. If you've done my weight loss masterclass, you'll know all about that. But I've been able to drop the 34 pounds of weight, get healthier and still enjoy foods I love by approaching snacks, evening snacking this way. And again, never counting calories, adding protein and healthy fats to meals and to snacks. And like food can be fun. Food shouldn't take up all our headspace but often it does, um, especially if we want to transform our health, but we don't know where to start. This is a great way to think about snacking without it being a fad or something that you, you only do for a week or for a month and then you give up. I feel like you're always going to want to do the sensory snack bowl because like, why not? It's so enjoyable. Um, making space for, in my routine for sensory snack bowls scratches the itch and I never feel like I want to diet. Like, even when I'm purposely trying to get fitter, or lose some excess weight. I just, it doesn't take up the head, head space the way it used to for me. So I hope this was helpful. If you make a sensory snack bowl, you have to show me. I need to see it. I need to see yours because I need ideas. I want to see what you're eating. So tag me on an Instagram story or TikTok. I mightn't see it though. If you comment, I'm pretty sure, or you, if you have a video, like make sure I see it. I want to see it. And I'm going to send some sensory snack bowl goodies to someone who tags me this week. So I'm going to send you some yummy foods doesn't matter where in the world you are I will find a way to get you some goodies if yours is my if your 
tag or your video is my choice of the week. Um, so yeah, hope that was helpful. From one healthy, happy ADHD girl to another, go easy on yourself. And remember, healthier living gets to be enjoyable. Please share this with a friend that you think might benefit. Write a review on Apple Podcasts if you want to, or a star rating on Spotify. And let me know if you listened to this and if you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for being here and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.